is happening now? We're about to send you back to the Rebuta! <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Back to the Reviewcher, the show in which we take a classic movie that one of us, or both of us, might not have seen, and we take a look at it now. I'm Drew Bridger. I'm Amber Inch. And today we are taking another step back into one of our comfort zones, a favourite realm, one that we've actually inadvertently ended up revisiting quite a few times. I didn't think we would get this involved into a universe as we have when we first started this podcast, but for the third time now, we do find ourselves back in the Karate Kid universe for a second slice of the Daniel LaRusso pie and our <laughs> and our first sequel of the podcast yes it is it's the first time we've done a sequel mm. on this podcast yeah. if you haven't already guessed we are of course today talking about the karate kid part two but wait there's more <laughs> because not only are we talking about the karate kid part two we will also be talking about Cobra Kai season three, because we just got done watching that as well. <laughs> History repeats itself. It does. It does. It actually does. That's one of the things we've got to talk about today. There's a lot yeah. to talk about. One of them is history repeating itself. It absolutely repeats itself. It absolutely does repeat itself. But if you haven't seen Cobra Kai season three, what there will be... Your life? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what? Have you just not got Netflix or anything? Oh, use, maybe, a yeah. use a friend's Netflix. Go. <laughs> Fine, you might not be able to go over to their house. They can give you the password just to watch season three. <laughs> They'll create you a profile. Just ask nicely. Create your own, pro your own Netflix profile just to watch Cobra Kai season one, two, and now three. What have you been doing? There's, I mean, I don't know if you've heard, right? We're not sponsored by them or anything. <laughs> it seems like we are. But there's a lot of good stuff on Netflix. Oh, Cobra right. Kai is the best, but there's a lot of good stuff on Netflix. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard about this great thing, but it's there. <laughs> it's out there in the world. Go check it out. If you haven't seen Cobra Kai Season 3, we will be talking spoiler material in that, particularly for the end of the series and some major points throughout the series. So, spoiler warning at the top of the show for any of Cobra Kai Season 3, but we will get into that a little bit later on. So if you've seen Karate Kid Part 2, you don't need to worry until kind of later on-ish. You can just sit back and enjoy. And then when we get to Cobra Kai Season 3, sort your life out, go watch it, come back, finish the show. I've given you plenty of options. What you do with them is entirely up to you. But as we start with every show, we take a look at what you thought the film was going to be about before watching it. Now, considering that you've watched Cobra Kai Season 3, which does draw on a lot of plot points from the second Karate Kid movie, and we talked about it very briefly in the episode that we did on the first Karate Kid movie, where we kind of went through what the sequels 
were about a little yeah. bit before we even watched Cobra Kai season one and two, before Cobra Kai on Netflix was even a thing for us. Yes. Considering that we talked about all of that, this is pretty much an open goal for you to just completely blow us all out of the water and absolutely nail a prediction of what the plot line was for this film. So, in the honour of our family tradition that is honourable to do so in this land, we hold this honour in a very, very high degree. What did you think the film was going to be about before watching Karate Kid Part 2? Okay, well, I knew that they weren't going to go to Japan because that doesn't make sense. So I thought maybe he would stay at home and start his own karate school. And maybe... Oh, um, it, what? oh God. This was an open goal and, and I... Oh, man. I don't quite know how we uh we ended up getting so far off of the point here <laughs> but um I'm, I'm sorry to tell you that you know i mean it's not even like i know you... that's wrong now right yes already, i know so and, and, I'm, and i'm sorry to tell you that 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 you know your idea of what might have happened isn't isn't in this case isn't even a better <laughs> version <laughs> oh <of> what <laughs> well usually your predictions of what the film was going to be is kind of a oh actually, yeah, I, actually I would watch that so film <laughs> But I mean, what well, you you've... wouldn't watch a, you wouldn't watch something where Daniel Larusso takes on his own karate school. Hmm. Well, I mean, I have now, but in the context uh... of this film, you've literally described someone choosing to not go on holiday. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally like gone... him if he didn't go on that holiday. It, well, I mean, the, the result of that is debatable, yes, but it's literally almost like you've described a film where someone's gone, hey, I'm going to go on a once-in-a-lifetime trip to Japan. Now, you don't have to come with me, but there's an opening to come with me if you want to, and someone's gone, mm, no. I'll, <laughs> do you know what? I think I'll just stay at home and practice him, karate. Though, was there? He didn't even want him to go. He kept saying... No, no, this not for you. This too expensive. This is not for you. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, he managed to he rectify all of that. <laughs> this is what his problem is. This is why people don't like him. He doesn't know where he's not wanted. He just pushes <laughs> himself in all the time. Shows off. Bees like the big American guy. Gets what he wants. Gets lucky. Goes home. I mean, I think you've literally kind of described the attitude that Daniel LaRusso takes sometimes. Yeah. I think the problem that we've encountered here is that we've begun to realise that when you keep encountering the same situation and the same problem, Which but with different people each time, maybe, Daniel LaRusso, maybe it's you that's the problem. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No matter where he goes, he ends up getting in some sort of fight. Yeah, somebody hates him straight away. Yeah. That guy didn't even know who he was. That guy just saw him outside, was looked like, at him and went, oh, I don't like that guy. I don't like <laughs> your American dress sense. <laughs> I don't like your open mouth. So I'm going to beat you up. And it was literally... Hey, I don't like your teeth. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's getting a little bit personal. I know. Cause... Well, that's, but, I mean, how, what else does it boil down to? He doesn't know the guy. He's got to be some reason. I mean, his teeth are literally always on show anyway. <laughs> always, but, you know. yeah. And he literally, 
he, the guy takes one look at him, decides that he doesn't like him. Which is a little bit ironic, considering how many gold chains this guy <laughs> has. I mean, anyone that's got that many gold chains on them, I'm going to look at and go, do you know what, mate? You, you seem a little bit sus to me. Why don't he just grab one of those gold chains and choke him immediately? <laughs> well, I mean, in fairness, he was wearing them and he was part of a cab service for Mr. Miyagi. So <laughs> My medallions! I know. So it kind of goes with the territory of, you know, driving him in a car, I suppose. What did you think of the second Karate Kid movie overall before we kind of get into some finer points and how, in particular, they might bear relevance perhaps later on for perhaps a third series of a great TV show? I thought it was very similar to the first one in the way that they always have kind of simple storylines that you can follow that are easy. Right. Um, it's always, you know, there's always a fight, obviously, it's about karate. Yeah. But it's always a similar thing. So it's, oh, I don't like you because you've got a woman that I want. Or, you know, oh, somebody's always trying to hurt the girl and he always has to swoop in and try and save her and you know that type of thing it's like the classic tales of karate kid <laughs> it's, the... it's like it's got its own law now yeah. so it's like oh this is a karate kid story yeah this is yeah yeah so it's kind of i mean at its barest of bones it is roughly a similar storyline to the first one. History repeats itself. It does repeat itself, <laughs> except this time it's history repeats itself in Japan. <laughs> yeah, you because, know? I mean, straight away I thought, oh, this is very similar. Mr. Miyagi's relationship with Sato was very similar to Daniel LaRusso's relationship with Johnny. Right. In the, you know. Yeah. You've got that woman that I want and I've seen you with her and I don't like it so I'm going to beat you up now and it's always about yeah, a girl exactly. you know it's that similar thing and I exactly think, um yeah it's always always a girl it is except this time it's <laughs> kind of like girl problems <laughs> girl problems <laughs> no you're absolutely right and and you did make that observation and I kind of hadn't thought about it before but I was kind of I kind of realized actually yeah and with that in mind, in hindsight, it's a bit... Mr. Miyagi probably could have solved a bit more of the... Or seen through Daniel's problems with the girl and the other guy initially. But that was kind of overshadowed in the first film by John Kreese and yeah. Cobra Kai yeah, there was in more general. problems at the time then. Yeah, it, it was more about them. But if he'd kind of looked at the initial problem, which was Johnny Lawrence and Ali and the love triangle between them and Daniel Did LaRusso. Did he know that, though? I think, I think he kind of got the implication of it because he mm. knew about Ali and he knew... Because he obviously yeah, gave yeah, him he, the car yeah. to go and... Um, yeah, but I don't know if he knew that it was her that she was going out with him first and all that kind of stuff. I don't know if he knew the background of it. I just feel like in hindsight with after watching the second film, if he had known a little bit more about that, he would have imparted a little bit more kind of Miyagi wisdom and he was and he would yeah. have said, you know, I've I've lived through what you're living yeah, through. Yeah. 
and you can solve this maybe in a different manner. But then we yeah. wouldn't have had the Karate Kid. <laughs> we wouldn't have had that You've just crane the film kick. Rubbish. I know. Yeah. <laughs> what the, the what that they solve their problems in an adult fashion by <laughs> talking about them. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I suppose. Obviously, at the start of Karate Kid Part Two, we get a nice little recap, in a way, don't we? A recap of the yeah, first yeah, and it one. reminded me of the first one and made me want to watch the first one again. <laughs> it does. I was you watching watch it and I was that. like, oh, I wish I was watching the first one. <laughs> exactly. Now, obviously, you wouldn't get that feeling if you had literally watched the first film right before this one. If you'd gone straight yeah, through, okay. it makes a little bit. It kind yeah. of picks up exactly where yeah, the last it does, one left yeah. off. That's quite good though. Now, the great thing is, at the start of this film, we get in maybe two minutes worth of footage enough explanation behind why Johnny Lawrence is the way he is than the entirety of the first film. Yeah, it takes five minutes for you to see how bad he's being treated and how horrible. Right, Right. That situation. And you have infinite more amounts of sympathy for Johnny Lawrence in the first five minutes of this film than you do for the entire of the Karate Kid. Imagine being at home in the place that he was with his stepdad and how horrible his stepdad was to him. And then he goes to karate thinking that he's got his group of friends that he knows and familiar and that's, that's kind of like his family. And this Cobra Kai... Is like his family because he doesn't really have a yeah. solid family. The Cobra Kai dojo is his home away what... from home. It's his safe sanctuary yeah. to practice karate and be who he wants to be. And then that's what the teacher does to him. Yeah. And, and his like, teacher literally kind of puts him in a chokehold like, yeah, for coming in like second. He would feel that it was always his fault because it can't be everyone else because he's the one that's being like beat on all the time. Right. So it's like he must feel like he's doing something wrong all the time. In a way, I kind of would have wanted to see that happen at the end of the first film to give kind of that explanation behind Johnny and that yeah. little little bit of redemption mm. behind him. So you kind of have that turnaround by the end of the film to go, oh, actually, if I watch this whole film again... But reframe it it with that end in mind. Kind of perspective. It'll it'll change how I see the first film. But obviously you need this at the start of The Karate Kid Part 2 because what he does and what Daniel sees Mr. Miyagi doing to John Kreese bears relevance for right at the end of the film. So you kind of need that. But personally speaking... I would have loved to have seen it just open um, back at the Miyagi dojo with him catching the fly in the chopsticks and Daniel turning up in the car. I think that is actually really the start of this film. And that first five minutes is actually the PS of Karate Kid. Okay, and yeah. just, you know, that's that's yeah, kind yeah, of the yeah. filmmakers going, oh, actually, we really could have rounded off Karate Kid with mm. a little bit more explanation. So here you go. We're going to yeah, give you that. Yeah, because none of that makes any sense, really, to the rest of the film. I know no. you said the way he's dodging him at the beginning makes that kind of, you can see that at the end of 
part two. Yeah, and the whole thing of when he says, you know, he that, spares him and he and he takes mercy on him. Yeah, that's so, so that's kind of relevant to the end of the film with his fight. Yes. History repeats itself. <laughs> it's History like they, repeats itself. It's like they heard that song and then thought it's going to be I'm in a different pitch every time. That. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that song. History repeats itself. What can I do? Let's make one film, then make another film and another one, and make them all pretty much the same. And then when that song comes on, it'll it bears be right. so much relevance. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and you thought that the relevant part of that song was the fact that he was the best, the best around, around yeah, no. and no one's but ever no. going to take him down. But, no. but that's never the part you remember. No. <laughs> Not, the part I never now, remember that part anyway. The I... actual relevant part <laughs> is that history repeats itself. <laughs> that's the only part that I remember now. Because I just listen, I just watch all of these things and I watch every episode <laughs> in every film and I go, history repeats itself. <laughs> never was a more relevant song used no. for a franchise than that song. They've literally taken the lyrics to their nth degree and gone, yeah, yes, act. Do you know what? There's a key here. And the key to this franchise is in the lyrics of this song. And this is what we're going to do. Oh, what? The fact that he's the best around. No, no. No, no. It's like they unlocked some mystery and they heard it and they thought, why hasn't everybody been it's like doing this? prophecy. I can't believe this it. This song has prophesied this entire code. franchise. At the, so at the real start of the Karate Kid Part 2, where Daniel turns up in the yellow car and it's trashed, yeah. we get the one line of exposition behind why Ali yeah. isn't in this film and yeah. why he can now legitimately end up with a different kind of <laughs> love interest in Okinawa instead, which I feel the need to point out at this point so that I don't forget it, is a love interest, sure, yeah. but nothing actually happens from. What do you mean? There's no kiss. There's no anything else. It's oh, they all have a nice literal flirting. Yeah, there's a little romantic hug. No, they hug. do the the ritual of tea, which means they are in love. They are falling in love. Oh, the literal most awkward and lengthy tea <laughs> ceremony. Of it's, all time. That's the kids. longest that Daniel has been quiet yeah, out of true, all actually. three of the films is when she is making him a tea. Yeah, that is true, actually. <laughs> it's kind of awkward teenage <laughs> flirting. Yeah, well, he didn't I kiss know. Ali, though, did he? There was no smooch in there that I seem to remember a lot of. I think, I think they did. Okay. I don't know. I think they did. Well, maybe she's just more respectful. Maybe. Maybe she's got respect for herself. Maybe she does. I mean, she is <laughs> a strong, Or maybe she just doesn't like the Japanese idea of lady. kissing a geisha. <laughs> I mean, okay. Granted, Chosen was uh, was a nasty guy in this film, but credit where it's due, that was a pretty sick burn. <laughs> <laughs> if I was Daniel, I'd be like, actually, that's, that's, a, that's pretty good. Actually. <laughs> uh, so we get the one line of explanation as to why Ali isn't in that film. Yeah. And that's kind of over and done with so quick. That it's just like, oh, okay, that's what happened. Do you know, it, yeah. And it's almost like, it's almost like that time in the first episode of season three of Cobra Kai, where they say, whether someone asks what happened to Aisha and they say, oh, didn't you hear? She, 
got moved to a different school when her parents found out about the fight. Hmm. It's almost like it's almost like history, history repeats itself. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're playing the history repeats itself <laughs> drinking game at home, that means you get to take you're another not shot. Anymore you're drunk. <laughs> and uh, we hope that they find your body <laughs> in a timely fashion. <laughs> <laughs> That was the quickest death that anyone's that ever had. That was the quickest death scene that I've ever seen, yeah. Yeah. It was just all of a sudden he had his hands there and all of a sudden his hands were down and he was... Uh, and he was and dead. And that was it. Gone. And that. And I thought, wow, okay. Any time that happens on screen where someone dies, like, inexplicably quickly <laughs> like that, it does remind me of when Morgan Freeman's character in the Lego movie dies, where <laughs> literally the only thing that you know that he's dead is he just goes... <laughs> and that's it and he's dead <laughs> I just make any time that happens in anything it makes me think of that and this was like one of the prime examples of that it was a sad moment but they it was they a ruined it. it it was a little bit <laughs> that it, it, I think it could have happened a little bit slower and a, bit a nicer, little bit yeah. more in a way peacefully it didn't come across as being peaceful <laughs> at all well, he was in torment. He just wanted the two. Yeah. He just wanted the two guys to get along. You know, he was the referee ultimately, right. and he wanted them two to get right. along. And I think that was the most shocking thing about this film. The most surprising thing about this film is that uh, Miyagi's father is still alive. Yeah. So when you think how old Miyagi yeah. is, and then you kind of see him lying down because yeah, and you think, oh yeah, he's really on old. his way out, and you go, oh actually, yes, yeah, yeah probably would have happened a lot sooner i think he was hanging on in there but um but no and and i think we've kind of from talking about that touched on one of the cornerstones of why karate kid part two exists it's all very well having a sequel to a successful film that you want to follow up on but that does nothing if it's without meaning and I think a lot of the Karate Kid Part 2 is exploring Mr. Miyagi and his yeah, heritage. Yeah, they want to give him a bit more of a background, don't they? Yeah, and it's kind of, okay, it's all very well that Daniel LaRusso has this wise Japanese karate teacher who starts off just being a custodian somewhere and teaching him about bonsai trees. But how did he get there why is he yeah. there what's this guy's story it's like we know all about daniel larusso now like his story's been done and if anything there's very little character growth for daniel larusso in this movie because daniel larusso is still the karate kid yeah, he's, he's still, still the crux the of the story stuff. and he's still <laughs> like learning he's the karate all valley Chap, All Star Valley. Oh, I don't know what that is. <laughs> the All Valley <laughs> Under 18s Karate Champion. There's no star in it then. No, no. You're thinking of the Smash Mouth song All Star, <laughs> which is not history repeating itself there at right, all. Okay, no. The only All history Valley. that he's the All Valley Champion. The only history that repeats itself with Smash Mouth is how often that song gets used in various different films. Shrek. So many other ones as well. But, you know, I don't know where I was going with that point. I, just, 
I completely lost. I completely lost where I was going with that part. I just oh, oh, it was in films. It was in a lot of other films. I mean, unfortunately, none of them spring to mind. But I know it has been used in a lot of other films. Why can't I think of? Yes, Shrek. Shrek. (laughs) Yes, I know. Everyone knows it was used in Shrek. I can't think of what other ones it was used in. That's the only one. (sighs) Okay, all right. Well, that's the only one that we can think (laughs) of for now. But I'm sure I'll get corrected on what other ones. Digimon. Did the Digimon movie? It got used in the Digimon movie. Yeah, because everyone's seen that. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. But that is definitely not history repeating itself. What history repeats itself here is the Mr. Miyagi is going back to his home country. Yeah, it's almost like when he left Okinawa, he didn't want to be reminded of that so much. So he went to be a little unassuming janitor in a building, went to fix things yeah. for some reason. I don't know why, because he was a fisherman, so that didn't make sense. And he he was kind of forced almost well to... i imagine he got the job of being a custodian because he's really good at hammering nails into wood <laughs> that was probably part of the interview how quickly can you fix something oh i'll show you bang oh in one go excellent you're hired he's pretty handy he can fix stuff pretty well look at that right yeah, yeah okay. so there's your explanation okay thank you continue right great <laughs> so it was almost like he got forced into doing karate again by Daniel because he couldn't let this great injustice of this boy being kicked around, you know? Even right. though yeah, yeah. he didn't know anything about this kid. No. I mean, like, Daniel might have been might have been the bully for all he knew, and he was just getting a beating because he actually did do something bad. But right. he jumped in and helped him anyway. Right. I suppose he's got he's a good judge of character, I imagine, because he's quite wise. He so is. So he probably assessed he the situation and thought, well, I know who's really in the wrong yeah. and, and that kind of thing. So I suppose he would have known. But yeah, so it's almost like he didn't want to go back into karate and he wanted to forget that part of his life, which is quite sad in a way. But then Daniel showed up, made him realise that he shouldn't be trying to forget. And then right. he's kind of like... Obviously, he didn't choose to go back to Okinawa, did he? But he had to and yeah. made the most of it when he went. When you get a letter like that, like there's no choice in it. You kind of have to go. <laughs> what? I was just remembering um, that he got the letter and then signed for it on the world's most smallest clipboard. <laughs> <laughs> How many deliveries did that guy had to make have to make that day? That like, was... I could just imagine him going to the next place, and he was like, "Oh, oh, well, he's written all over it. How am I supposed to?" Oh, I mean, <laughs> I mean, these are details. The okay, sure. In an otherwise pretty great movie, we're kind of, for all intents and purposes, nitpicking. I'm not saying that that makes it a bad film. No, I'm not saying they did that. No, exactly. Way. It was just really funny to me how. But that was postman, ridiculous. He had the biggest post bag, and he's like quite a big guy. And then all of a sudden, he gets out this most ridiculously small clipboard that didn't even look like it would fit one. I don't even think like, they actually make awful. clipboards that size. <laughs> it was it was a clipboard the size of a checkbook. What is this? A clipboard for ants? Right. <laughs> Who's using that clipboard? <laughs> I mean, if he didn't have 
that clipboard and he had to sign on something, you'd literally just hand someone <laughs> a pen and they would just use their hand to sign on it. Do people usually have to sign for letters? Just letters, really, as well? I mean, I guess if it's recorded mail. Okay. But, and it's, you know, it's been sent from Okinawa. Yeah, where the heck is the post office in that place? And they, well, right. <laughs> I mean, you know, they're on a military base, so I'm I'm sure oh, they can okay. probably, probably get it shipped quick, with there. Really. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but, you know, if it's an urgent letter like that, because his dad doesn't have a whole lot of time, you're yeah. sending that by yeah, with yeah. as many stamps as you can fit on the envelope at yeah, that point, yeah. aren't you? Yeah. But, I mean, even so, I mean, matey's got to get a much better clipboard than that. <laughs> but small clipboard aside... <laughs> You know, I can't. Sorry, not aside. I can't forget about it. <laughs> That's going to live on in it your only memory had a now. Side. Couldn't get anything else out of it. <laughs> That's going to live on in your memory now. It is, yeah. As as one of the highlights. <laughs> it's just going to be the highlights. It's such a strange thing as well because nobody would remember it. So it's not something that people are going to laugh about with you because nobody knows yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. I can't just say, oh yeah, it's like that really tiny clipboard from Karate Kid Two, and everyone would go, what? Oh. but i think you touched on something really good there that mr miyagi is a really good judge of character and that's why he kind of goes back to okinawa and you know he has no problem talking to his old friend who kind of has this vendetta against him and he knows he's ultimately he knows he's not really going to end up fighting him until it gets to a certain point and he goes kind of gives in and goes okay i'll fight you but on one condition blah 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 blah. you know he does all of this and then he ends up through an act of generosity in helping him Mm. through you know admittedly okay it's not the best plot point in storytelling but you know force majeure of a storm yeah force majeure (laughs) of a storm taking place and you know a house collapsing on him he does end up not having to fight him and i think it's kind of that judge of character that mr miyagi has that kind of tells him this man is the man that i remember and despite you know having a vendetta against me for some 40 years probably at this point yeah he was 18 yeah yeah that's a that's a long time to hold a grudge yeah it's like well you know that's what amazon okinawa he said honor yeah but even with that after 40 years you might end up thinking oh do you know what i think i've kind of won this (laughs) because he left and i've not heard anything from him but you forget that's like the exact point so he doesn't, that other guy, San Sato, doesn't feel like he's had the chance to get any type of closure or anything because he just disappeared. So he's left there with Mr. Miyagi just vanishing, disappearing. Right, so he's kind right. of been sitting, stewing with that thing the whole time because he's never been able to get to the bottom of it or never been able to get over it because he just hasn't been able to have the last say because like a coward, he ran off. Yeah. See, this so is where... Why. See, this is where you and I are different. See, this is why I think I'm terrible at holding grudges, because I think I'm too lazy 
<laughs> I think no, I'm too he, lazy to hold I mean. a grudge. He hasn't been able to get that off his chest because he just yeah. he disappeared. So he got annoyed and then it's stewed and stewed and stewed and he's never been able to get over it because he hasn't been able to just say to him, look, come on, fight like a man, get this over and done with. Yeah. He just, he disappeared and he hasn't been able to have any type of say. And so I, I understand why he said he was a coward right. because right. in his mind, all he sees him, he's running away from a fight. Yeah. And also, ultimately, if it was if it was me in that position and I'd gone, do you know what? I've got a really successful karate business. I've got this other fishing business that, uh, OK, fine. It's put a small village on the outskirts of Okinawa into complete poverty. But <laughs> it set me for life. And, you know, I'm I'm running multiple businesses because of it and this guy who i was friends with but you know we had this dishonorable disagreement over a woman has fled the country and is working as a custodian in Reseda. he doesn't know that i I think i would have gone do you know what weighing it all up i think i've probably won this one no he doesn't know that how does he know he's a janitor in Reseda? He's never heard of Reseda. No, I mean, that's true. But when he turns up and <laughs> no, he kind of I like... Think, I think yeah. if you were left somewhere, if you were left at home in that one place, you had no idea what was going on with the guy. You had no idea what his life was like. You just saw him run off when you wanted to talk to him and get your point across. That would be really frustrating and really irritating. And forever, <laughs> you just wouldn't be able to get over it because you just... As soon as you thought, oh, I'm fine with it, actually, you'd go, oh, do you know what? He just left. <laughs> and he didn't even say anything to me about it. And we didn't even have a chance to talk about it. And I couldn't even say my point. And now she didn't marry me because of it. Like, it's so annoying. It's really annoying. And it I think that like, would build up a lot. It sounds like if anyone here has a vendetta against Mr. Miyagi, it's you. No, I don't have a vendetta against Mr. Miyagi. I know what he was doing. I'm not bothered. I like that your main reasoning behind his vendetta is... Oh, I didn't even get to say my point. <laughs> I had a really good comeback. I, I had something I really wanted to say to him, and and now, oh, it's like when you walk away from an argument, yeah, and right? then you think, and ten then you days think, later, yeah, what a really good comeback, yeah. and you go, oh, I really wish I'd said that. Yeah. Ah, oh, okay. wait, come, come back here, come back, and I'll and I'll tell you. Uh, no, I. Oh, it's too late now. He's gone. He's on a flight over <laughs> oh, to the US. Oh, it's been 18 years. So he's disappeared. Ah, oh. <laughs> I'll hang on to it for later. If I see him again, <laughs> I'm gonna. Do you know what? Just so I don't forget, I'll write it down. <laughs> I'm gonna write it down in really big letters on this whiteboard in my office. <laughs> and then if I ever see him again, the first thing I'm gonna say to him is I'm gonna say that line to him. And then he turns up in that warehouse and he goes. Oh, I have a grudge with you. And he goes, and he's probably thinking in the back of his head, oh, no, damn. Oh, no, he was that. (laughs) Lost it. That's why he's so angry, because he forgot it. Yeah, he's angry at himself, really. Yeah, he is. He's more angry at himself. He doesn't like the person he turned out to be (laughs) holding a grudge for that long. I'll tell you, a grudge will do terrible things. I kind of agree with him. I think it was annoying. Yeah, Yeah. I agree. I understand why he's annoyed. I appreciate that. Yeah. But, I mean, ultimately, I think that. The best thing about this film, in a way, is also its worst thing. Now, hear me out on this, because I really like the fact that the dispute between Miyagi and Sato got resolved in a way that 
upholds Miyagi's honour and his kind of methodology behind his dojo in the sense that Miyagi karate should only be used for self-defence, right? The second rule is, first, learn rule one, which is that one, right? So it, it kind of, in a way, upholds the fact that he doesn't have to fight in a way that isn't for self-defense. He's not entering into this fight with this guy that is out for him for any other reason than self-defense and what it should be, right? That gets resolved, and like I said, admittedly, in a way that is, you know, an act of God with a storm coming in, a horrible typhoon coming in. But it still does get resolved. Now, whether that would have been resolved in any other way if the storm didn't happen... Maybe, maybe not. Mm. Who knows? But the fact of the matter is he ended up going and helping him and saving his life. And he then realizes, oh, actually, he could have left me to die if he wanted to. But he didn't. And he did something good. And now I can't fight him. And I've kind of seen through this and I've seen it for what it is. And everything gets squared off. That's really good. I like that point of the film. Unfortunately, the consequence of that is that it means that there's no real fight at the end. And that's why Chosen has to kind of slide in (laughs) ninja style completely out of nowhere and go against absolutely everything that he's been taught about honourable and, you know, using karate in an honourable way and upholding family honour and everything like that. No, because Sato even says to him, like, you know, is this what you want to be remembered for? Is this the way that you want to uphold a legacy? How can that guy lecture somebody about holding a legacy and having honour when for his whole life he's either torn apart a village to make his own fishing company... Right. right. That's not very honourable. Yeah. So what has he actually had to to look at to say, oh, this is honour? He hasn't ever had an actual example of what honour is. So maybe he thinks honour is stepping on the small man to get ahead. So are you saying that Chosen as a bad guy is the subject of what he's been exposed to as a teacher? History repeats itself. <laughs> Well, yeah, that is what I'm I mean, saying. It is. Because, it is. because you've, I know, I don't, I don't think that that guy is like as, is as good a teacher as you say. Like, just because he was taught by the same guy that Mr. Miyagi was taught from, doesn't mean he's then carried it on in the same way. Because he was annoyed, he had a grudge, he was wound up. So, that's what's going to happen to him. He's going to have an attitude about it, and he's going to be, sure, not self-defense. He's, I think he's going to be like a Cobra Kai type mentality where you strike first. You have to get your point across right away. You know, you yeah. have to sort it out immediately. Don't let yeah. him get away. Don't let him run away again because he's got this vendetta against this guy. And then now he's bitter about people running off. That is true. I personally feel that the fight at the end comes almost a little bit out of the blue. Is not entirely uncharacteristic for him. But no, they the, were fighting the severity... The severity with which it takes place. He's literally holding a knife to an know, innocent he was girl's neck. Horrible. He was always horrible, though. Yeah. That's what he was like. He was scamming people out of their money 
when that's I was weighing true. up their that's things, at their veg and fruit and stuff. And at the beginning, it seemed yeah. like he was just going to drive these people to a warehouse to leave them f- for dead. It was like a yeah, gangster just leave film. them there. I guess my real problem with it is the turn that it takes because well he's just had it you know yeah what i mean the turning point for that guy he was probably he had it in for daniel larusso a little bit and he was a bit annoyed because this family had a bit of a problem with them anyway because mr miyagi well that's his uncle had a problem with him that kind of thing so since forever he's probably been taught this mr miyagi guy is the right one and he's just taken on that problem just because a family you know tradition of hating mr miyagi (laughs) see while it's still Daniel being in the wrong place at the wrong time sometimes, as encounters go yeah. with the antagonist. Yeah, because here. that could have been any child. Yeah. Anybody that Mr. Miyagi would have turned up with, that guy would have had a problem with. Exactly. Unlike the first film, it's none of Daniel's actual actions yeah. at the start that instigate this yeah, rivalry. Yeah, it's, he's it's literally anyway. there because he's with Miyagi. Yeah. But, yeah. So I think the turning point for that guy was basically seeing his uncle saying like you know i'm dead to you now yeah because that triggered him and he says you know go and help that girl go and help daniel larusso go and help them be the person that you should be be like yeah and he doesn't and then he just turns around and walks off and it's like he's a coward anyway he's calling out other people for being a coward which mustache man behind him mustache man behind him was is staring not happy some about daggers at, at him. But Mustache Man doesn't try and help, so he can't talk. Well, no, but Mustache anyway. Man's just a simple farmer. <laughs> mustache Man doesn't, maybe doesn't know. There's nothing simple Miyagi about that mustache. Karate, no. <laughs> so, well, yeah. I can speak from experience that just because you have a mustache, it might give the implication that you know everything. Actually, that might not be the case. Right. I know I'm giving away a very okay. big secret here, but. There we Fair go. enough. So yeah. he was giving him a stink eye and yeah. he didn't like it. No. And then he had to watch this American boy that's just come in, immediately got a girlfriend out of nowhere. Right. That's annoying. And saved this other girl. Had a very awkward tea ceremony. Awkward <laughs> tea ceremony. This guy wants an awkward tea ceremony. He didn't get it. And this American yeah. boy sweeps in, taking his tea ceremony straight away. Yeah. And yeah, and then he has to watch him save the girl. So he becomes a hero. He's watching this guy become the hero again. And he's a coward. And it's just annoyed him, made him feel a bit stupid, yeah. I think. And then he's like, no, this is it. Sorry. Yeah. And then ends once again I on want another. to die. He chose die, though. That is honorable. Yeah, yeah. That's honorable. Well... That's not cowardly. That's not cowardly. Don't you think that's not cowardly? I don't know. I, I don't, don't think so. I don't know. I think it would have been more cowardly if... No, actually, I don't know. I that's a good it, it question. It would be cowardly if he'd looked him in the eye and gone, please don't kill me, I'll do anything. Yeah. But actually he said, no, kill me. It's almost like, I'd rather be killed by than you... live with than the shame. live the embarrassment. <laughs> of being beaten by a white guy. <laughs> A, a little but, American boy that can't keep his mouth shut. His lips yeah. always open. Like, mm. But it does end on another stunning freeze frame of Mr. Miyagi once again. <laughs> which is becoming, a, an, again, another tradition in these films. I forgot about stunning that. Stunning freeze Smug frame. Smug face Miyagi. Smug face Miyagi. <laughs> mm, yeah. yeah, like, yeah. I knew he could do it. Mm, I knew he could do yeah. it all along. 
I taught him the drum <laughs> technique. But like, actually, didn't teach him the drum like, technique. Yeah, did he? No, I don't think. I don't know if he, he did never teach did. him he the drum technique. He just gave him technique. the drum and said, "This is what you got to do." Yeah, this is this the key drum thing. This is and the it key was actually the young to Miyagi woman karate. That kind of taught him yeah, the drum kind technique. Of. She was like, "Oh, it's like that dance." If Nothing I'm like being that honest, <laughs> because of the framing of the shot of what he does at that point, I'm still not entirely sure of exactly what the move is. I don't know exactly what he's it's doing other punching than punching and punching dodging. and punching. Yeah, it's like a, it's twisting and punching and, you know, yeah. he's not given the chance. He's not given the other guy the chance to break or have a breather. It's just punch, punch, That's punch, true. punch, punch, That's punch. True. Like it's the rhythm, isn't it? It's like dum, 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 like that. Yeah, I guess that's what it is. But ultimately, another great installment in the Karate <laughs> Kid franchise. I yeah, think. I liked it. I liked the yeah. little, the kind of summer romance that he had with the with the girl. I liked that Mr. Miyagi had a bit of a romance as well. That was cute. Yeah. Um, there's obviously a massive fight at the end, which is what happens. Daniel it, wins it because had, he does. Yeah, that's the thing. History it it repeats itself. I mean, that had to happen because and that's what he said, it's wasn't the it? karate This isn't the championship now. This, this is, is real life. Yeah, he does. And I like that point. He's like, this isn't a tournament anymore. This is this is for real. Yeah, so now. it's like you think you know everything, but be careful, you know, just just as a, not a warning, yeah. but as like a watch out because yeah. he could do something. And I like the question that you asked me at that point because you said like, what if Daniel LaRusso had lost? Oh, yeah. <laughs> What if he was really getting pummeled? Because he pulverized, was. But, like, really badly. Would Mr. Miyagi just stand there and go, well, he's losing. Oh, he died. Well, well that happens, I suppose. His karate <laughs> obviously wasn't that good. <laughs> I mean, he thought he was when he oh, could do wow. a crane kick. I really kick. thought that I taught yeah. him, like, well. <sighs> oh, well. Not doing that again. Nope. And uh, he did try to use the crane kick and it just got easily blocked. Yeah. It's yeah. easy to block a crane kick when you can expect it coming, <laughs> isn't it? When you've also been taught the crane kick, you know exactly how it's going to happen. Exactly. Johnny Lawrence didn't see it coming, which was... Ugh. No, because Johnny Lawrence wasn't expecting a foot to the face. No, Johnny Lawrence wasn't expecting an illegal manoeuvre to happen, uh, so I he think, would never see it coming, would he? I think we've established that it technically wasn't yeah, an illegal it probably move. wasn't illegal, otherwise they wouldn't have let it happen. With them. Yeah, and everyone wouldn't have been going up and congratulating him afterwards. <laughs> You know, yeah, the judges wouldn't have come up and <laughs> yeah. going like, oh, yeah, congratulations on that illegal the move. The best line of the whole film happens in the first two minutes of like the action. Yeah. When that guy goes, yes. oh, everyone's going to be talking about that for a long time. Yes, they uh, will. Yeah, they are. He they makes a whole business on it. <laughs> yeah, he literally bases his entire ad campaign for his showrooms later on doing the crane kick. He becomes a millionaire. Just off of that one thing. Right? That's crazy. That's so, so crazy. 34 years later, we're still talking about that kick. So Yeah. yeah. That guy was right. I don't think... <laughs> and considering that this was made only two years yeah, after The Karate Kid... They didn't know. That, that that's some <laughs> sharp thinking there. That is some future prediction stuff right there and you know what Johnny Lawrence never got the chance to keep his second place trophy because John Kreese destroyed it and chucked it away mm. so he doesn't even have that well in series 2 he did bring it back to him he did say I've fixed it and brought it back to him yeah but you know too little too late that really, was only it? to get in Johnny Lawrence's yeah, good he wanted books to, yeah he was being conniving like the cobra-y <laughs> little snake he is <laughs> 
little old cracked, wrinkly snake. I know. Ugh. So it does seem fitting that we should round off Karate Kid Part 2 by getting a rating off of you. Now, as we do with every episode, we get your rating on the film that you haven't seen. And each episode is out of something different. So... What are you going to give Karate Kid Part 2 and what's it going to be out of? Okay, so I don't know if this is my first half or not. I'm not quite sure. I feel like I might have given something a half I think we did give something else a yeah. half out, out of respect for something. So we have we have done a half before, okay. I think. Well, I think I'm going to give this one three and a half. Okay. Because... Reasonable. I don't... Because I still... I enjoyed it. I sure. did enjoy it as a film and that's because it's part of like the Karate Kid universe and actually I just feel familiar with that now and it's like, oh, coming back to an old We've friend. We've grown to love it. Yeah, and I never thought I would because when I was growing up and everyone was talking about Karate Kid and saying how good it was, I watched like five minutes of it and I was like, oh, this is so boring. I can't be bothered with this. And sure. Because I didn't give it a proper chance because I just thought, I'm not interested in karate why would i ever watch this sure but then when you got me to watch it i actually thought oh this is so good i love yeah. it and i and was drawn in kind of the thing about classics yeah. like you might think oh it's it's an old it's, it's maybe slightly older i don't know about this but if you give it a chance actually you end up loving it yeah so so yeah. it was still a really nice film and it had very similar points and story and action to the first one so it's not a whole lot worse but it just doesn't give me the same feeling just because it's not the first one that I'm watching again for the first time type thing so I mean it's not the fault of the film but I'm just going to take half off because it doesn't give me the same exciting feeling as right, the first one of course so, and there's less Johnny Lawrence in it even though he got top billing in the credits he actually did he was the first name <laughs> Appearing His as the shoulders Cobras. shoulders must be aching from carrying this whole series of films. <laughs> so, Do you hear that, William Zabka? We apologise for the strain on your shoulders of carrying the Karate Kid franchise. <laughs> so I'm going to give it three and a half. And it's going to be out of moustache. So it's three and a half, <laughs> three and a half stink eye moustache. Three and a half stink eye moustaches. Yeah. I love it. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure how you get half a moustache. Actually, I'm very sure yeah, you about how you get half a moustache. I'm, I'm, I'm very sure of how you get half a moustache. You won't be given stink eye then, will you? No. <laughs> so three and a half stink eye moustaches yeah, out of a possible five for Karate Kid oh, Part I know. It two. makes me want to give it four, but I've given I my know. reason. Is it know. a classic? Is it still a classic? I mean, I guess yeah. if Karate yeah, Kid... I think so. Yeah, okay. So Karate Kid's a classic. I mean, it it does bring up the whole discussion of can sequels still be classics? And actually, I think... Good. Yeah, I think that this one, because it carries on so directly yeah. from the first one and gives so much more exposition to yeah. Miyagi as a character from the first one, mm. I think it is still a classic. Because ultimately, what we've learned in this film... History repeats itself! <laughs> Anyway, speaking of history repeating itself, let's talk very quickly about Cobra Kai Season 3. Now, there, there's probably a huge amount that we could talk about with Cobra Kai Season 3. We could go into all kinds of manner of details about Cobra Kai Season 3. But for the sake of leaving enough that people want to go and watch it or even revisit it we will talk about the big points 
of the series and perhaps what our predictions for season four might be. But just before we do get into Cobra Kai season three, I will just remind people that we are probably going to talk about some things that are spoilers for the series. But the big one is that obviously in season three, Daniel returns to Okinawa and all of the characters in part two of the Karate Kid franchise make a return. So Chosen is there and his girlfriend, brief girlfriend, uh, is there and takes him on a tour around. And the girl that he saved as well. Yeah, I like blooming turning up. I know. The girl I'm that he saved the in the storm. surprised Mustache Man was there somewhere. I mean, he, do you know what? <laughs> he might have been. He might have been at the shopping district. Maybe. You know? He might have been disguised as the guy that served them in the bar that time. Probably. How do we even know? Probably, actually. He's m- found the Fountain of Youth. Ah, oh, do you know what? I'm I'm really tempted to rewatch that episode <laughs> and see if he had a mustache now. <laughs> it might have been, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean we can talk about the huge points of Cobra Kai season three, but obviously the big one is him reuniting with these people in Okinawa in uh, Tomei Village. Right, okay. Tomei Village has now... It's really different. Yeah, taken on the Western world. And I kind of feel that that might have been because of Daniel LaRusso's influence of (laughs) coming over as (laughs) one of the first United States people that they've seen in that country, in that town, right? And he even says to her... Oh, she says, "Would you? Do you think I would like it in in the states?" And he says, yeah. "Oh, you'd love it." Yeah. Well, guess what? You don't have <laughs> much of a choice <laughs> but to love it because you basically live this there. This is the thing. At the end of Karate Kid Part Two, he says, "How how is everybody gonna recover from this wind or not? Not the wasn't storm, just wind, yeah. was it? But the storm that happened. How is everybody gonna recover? Well, they're not. They're just gonna rebuild America because you turned up." Yeah. How are they going to rebuild? Starbucks. Get there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'll build a Starbucks. Get Applebee's on it. Yeah. <laughs> That's how they're going to rebuild their town. They've gone from a farming village making pittance <laughs> to everyone having a job at Forever yeah, 21. It's just makes me laugh because I just keep reminding myself of that moustache man. Yeah. And I can just imagine him also, like, he's like an Abercrombie and Fitch guy, the outside with, like, his vest on and his muscles and his moustache, and he's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's an Abercrombie and Fitch model outside. Right. Absolutely. Because there's a, there's a place for everyone there. There is. There is. He take, he take, he gets that one shirtless moment. <laughs> and he, like, uh, and I was like, oh, yeah, he's about to rip his shirt off. Oh, speaking of ripped. And he's got his, like, Ugg boots and his little skirt and his vest top. And he's right? like, mm, hi, guys. And it's like his basic with his, with his, like, Starbucks pumpkin spice latte. And Daniel turns up and yeah. he's like, you do know this isn't a man thing normally. There's, oh, oh, okay. Oh, right. man, chosen. It all went downhill for you after I beat you, didn't it? You really changed, man. But, yeah, so that's kind of Daniel's side story in that. The crux of... Cobra Kai season three is Johnny helping Miguel. Yeah, walk again, basically. It's John Kreese making Cobra Kai even worse. Even worse, yeah, ten times worse. And it's Robbie being in trouble with the law again. 
and Tori being an absolute B word. <laughs> yeah. 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 She's still awful. I don't know if they did it on purpose and thought, we'll try and get her to have some type of background where people feel sorry for her so she's not seen as such a bad person. You think she's got the weight of the world mm. on her shoulders and she's looking mm. after her brother yeah. and her mum because she's really ill. Which they also did with Crease as well. Yeah. But So it's kind of like if they tried to give her an out almost so we yeah. feel sorry for her. But it doesn't work. No. She's too bad. And there's just no re- there's no real reason for it. And again, I just, I just, I just, the same with Crease. Like yeah. you... you, you see him go off to to war and be taught all of this stuff as yeah. part of a special ops group and it's yeah. like okay but that was his choice oh yeah like I he know. didn't I mean, have to fuck. go he no, didn't he... have to no he didn't um didn't he no thought he didn't get I'm... drafted no he picked up a flyer from the restaurant uh, and he was okay, like right. i'm no, tired of getting kicked around being bullied. yeah yeah so but that kind of made sense to me so there was kind of this thing that I thought the whole way through season one and two and also Karate Kid one, you don't know anything about Chris really and he didn't have anything good about him at all but they didn't explain why he was bad and I no. thought he doesn't have a reason why he's bad. He's just a bad person and that's why it's like kind of scary and terrifying to think because there's no reason for him to be bad. He just is and normally especially in like story like tv film whatever sure there's this reason why somebody is bad like the tory thing maybe she's got a lot on her plate and she's stressed and she's taken it out the wrong way or something right so that like everybody has some reason why they've turned that way but it seemed like he didn't and that's what made it just terrifying because he doesn't have there's no control of it. Sure. Why right. is he bad? There isn't a reason for him to be bad, so he's never going to stop. And exactly. that's like, he's, it's like psycho. And that's, that's why crazy. it's bad. That, and that's what makes why, it like, worse. Yeah. Isn't and it? That, I mean, I kind of, it's a really strange thing to say, but it made me, the reason why I thought of it was because in Harry Potter, Voldemort has got a backstory, but the backstory sure. doesn't explain anything. No. The backstory is basically like, oh, he was a child and he was an idiot then. Yeah. So, He's just awful. There's no yeah. stopping him. He he can't be stopped because there isn't a reason why he's like that. Right. And it's scary because it it's is. uncontrollable. It is. You don't know why that's happening, so you no. can't bring you, you kind know, you of bring I around. Mean, in the flashbacks of being in in Vietnam, you kind of see a little bit of a turn, but it's not to the point where you're kind of wishing that he wouldn't turn yeah you know? no, and i think they did explain yeah. though i think actually i mean it explained the reason why he was annoyed at his general or whoever yeah, that guy was. his it commanding officer yeah it explained why he was annoyed at him and i do understand that he wanted that revenge because he left it so long and then all of a sudden at the end he was like oh you don't have anything to go back to she's dead that type of thing so you'd be really angry at him and he took his anger out on him. That's fine. Right. But why is he annoyed at everybody else? Just because his girlfriend exactly. died. He's annoyed at the world for his girlfriend being dead. And you just have to go over it. I mean, yeah, there, there is there is a sense he of shouldn't like... Have gone back there then, taking, he? He shouldn't taking have gone back out there. his misery yeah, on trying other to make people other people feel like that as well. the world has... The world is... I mean, it's almost like, yeah, you can see it from a veteran's perspective that there's only so far that the world can push you 
before you have to start pushing back. Yeah. And like I I can kind of see that mentality, but what you've pointed out is exactly right in the sense that there's no reason for him to take it to the nth degree no. other than the fact that it's just in him. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's just yeah. there then. He's just aggressive. And then that's why it kind of makes me a bit nervous about Robbie because he's got that background of everything's gone wrong for him. Everybody that he knows or has cared about him or he thinks cared about him has actually let him down completely. He's been chucked to the side. Even Daniel LaRusso got the law involved because he thought he was helping, but he got put in prison. So that didn't didn't actually feel like he was helping. So that's what makes me nervous because I think it would be really quick for him to be persuaded to turn. Yeah. And he's quite powerful. He's pretty Mm. strong and he's good at karate. We've obviously seen what he can do. Exactly. So that could be quite... And especially Unnerving. with Crease saying to him the advice that he gave him, you yeah. know, you've got to strike first, you've yeah. got to show And he's no going to keep going on and on and on about how bad his dad is as well. Exactly. He's going to bring that up so many times. Exactly. He's going to get in his head Yeah, over it. and like I do appreciate that Johnny was trying to help Miguel because he probably thought that that was his fault. He played a part in that a little bit maybe. Right. Because he started him off on this karate trip. But I just think that it was a shame because Robbie then got kicked to the curb again. I don't like that very much. That's no. part of his character that I, well, I didn't really like this time. Yeah. But, I mean, he was hilarious, so it also made up for it. <laughs> yeah. They did a Facebook profile together. It was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> so was I forgot that. all about that. And I think we need to talk about that as well, because that relationship, that's the one part of the series that I felt got handled quicker than anything else got handled in this series so far out of all three of them other than aisha being (laughs) moved to a different one line she's in a different school one line she's in and that's a shame because in a way i actually did want to see more of aisha because she was a really good character exactly and the choice that she would have made between the friends that oh, she had yeah, that would, have been interesting. would have torn her a little bit. But actually, it does go to show that her parents were probably the only sensible yeah. parents <laughs> the only at people the school. That knew what they were doing. Yeah. I would have tried to get my kid out of that school as soon as somebody almost got paralysed. Yeah, it's like, what? There was a fight at school and someone got kicked so hard they fell off of a balcony and got paralysed. Right. You going. <laughs> are going to a private school now. What made me laugh? <laughs> what made me laugh was like how in the hearing, all of the parents were like, Can you, well, why didn't the teacher step in? Is this school crazy? Are you crazy? Why did yes! the teacher stop it? And I'm like, uh, the teachers did stop it. And he got suplexed into a locker. Yeah, that's right. Well, sorry, but if you were there to try and stop it, would you be able to do it? No. <laughs> he literally, like, the te- the only teacher that came in to try and help got, like, flew across the blooming corridor. And then all the other teachers were like, oh, I'm not doing that. Well, we better just let <laughs> them fight it out. You're on your own now. Yeah. But yeah, the only thing that got handled quicker than Aisha moving school was Miguel's recovery. Yeah, it was I feel, quite quick. And now, over I don't know the, if it was that quick though. I think maybe we just saw it in a quick way, but actually, it maybe right, took some time. Because the whole series takes place from the start of the school term, going yeah. back the start yeah, of school year yeah. in September until just before Christmas. So that's the course of a few months over the maybe, course of the whole series. Yeah. Which okay, when you frame it like that, okay, that's a few months of intense 
of Johnny intense, going, yeah. you know, helping he was going Miguel. To the hospital as well, remember? Yeah. But then, so I mean, I, maybe he wasn't as, well, as bad off as they thought he was in, at, at the start. Maybe they thought it was more serious than actually it was. Maybe. But, I mean, have you ever tried to teach yourself how to walk again? Of course not. It's, it's I mean... <laughs> have you? No, I haven't. Well, but then, how do you from know? what I've heard... From friends of mine who have had broken legs and learned how to have to like walk on them again, well, it's quite hard. I mean, like he never actually broke any of the bones in his leg. No. Okay. No, that's true. <laughs> that's true. So, so there wasn't anything to repair. Yeah. No. I suppose you're right. I suppose that with Johnny's the... a miracle worker. What can we say? Yeah. I could. <laughs> There's no doubt in the fact that Johnny Lawrence is a miracle worker. Yeah. In this, and I love the fact that his relationship with Miguel starts off at the point where he's going. I showed mercy. I did exactly what you taught me, and now I'm here. Yeah, yeah. And angry. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear from you. I don't want to see you again. And then Johnny Lawrence kind of comes in, knows what he has to do, and he becomes his sensei again. Yeah. And actually, he tu- he completely turns it around for yeah, him. Yeah, because I think Miguel probably thought he's yeah. actually the only person that's come to try and help. Yeah. Everyone else has just been. Yeah. Oh, sorry, you feel like this. Bye, bye. And they haven't actually tried to reach out and help him in any way or offer him no. anything. So this is the first time that somebody's actually come forward and said, "Right, I might be able to give this a good go, and I'm not going to give up on you." Yeah. And he thought, "Oh, I appreciate that actually," and that kind of turned turned him around. Yeah. Because he's obviously desperate to get back into karate or desperate he's to the, walk again. He's the so one he person that has really yeah. given it a go to yeah, yeah. help him out. Yeah, no, yeah, you're but right. their relationship was funny. It kind of yeah. evolved into something hilarious, and it was just it was just watching that exchange with him trying to get a Facebook profile together. And he's I like, know it's oh, it's oh, so the only good. thing that's worse is if you could go back and like all of our pictures. That would be worse. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's an exact button there for liking things, and I liked that photo. Why put that button yeah, there? I can't otherwise. understand. Like he's living in the past. He's totally down, and like it's so funny. It's, it's like funny. all right, granddad. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And I remember seeing a thing where. William Zabka was saying he wasn't exactly sure about them having Johnny Lawrence's character keep using all these old-fashioned kind of swear words like yeah. towards the children and things yeah, like that. Yeah, and yeah. he said he was a bit... He was he was kind of saying to Don't him, be a pussy, be um, a badass. Yeah, and yeah. he was kind of saying like, are you sure that we can get away with this sort of stuff? It's not just going to make me look like a, a horrible person. Yeah. yeah, am I going to be offensive and people are going to hate it? And they said, no, we'll handle it well. It'll be fine. And actually, I think, yes, they do. Yeah. He, just does, he just has no idea how to deal with the exactly, real world because, anymore. Exactly, because when you realise <laughs> that this is also... He thinks he's in the 80s. He thinks yeah. he's back in school all the time. When well, you realise that he also it. can't function Facebook properly. Yeah, he it's like, oh, doing. okay, no, I get it. And yeah, and, but, and no, that was really funny. I really liked that. I enjoyed that. I don't think that going to a D. Snyder concert has been so inspirational <laughs> in my life no. as to getting a quadriplegic to tap his foot. <laughs> now, I do have to ask because for the whole of the series, it was playing on my mind. And I do think that this might be one of the greatest callbacks that I've ever done. So prepare yourself. Right, I'm prepared. Um, are you sat down? I am. Good. I can see that you're sat down. You're okay, right in front I'm not of lying. me. I do have to ask. How much of a part do you think Joe Frost would have to play oh. <laughs> in uh, in the recuperation of Miguel? And do you think that there is any place for her in Eagle Fang karate? <laughs> I 
think she would have been horrified with the way that Johnny Lawrence was trying to get Miguel to walk again. Okay. I think those, <laughs> I think those techniques that he used would have been just, she would have just been horrified by them, the atrocious techniques because corporal punishment never works. Sure. And he was screaming at him, which sure. is yeah. number one thing to not do. No. He was making him fall, letting him fall, not even helping him, and then calling him names when he didn't get back up again. And that is also... Uh-uh. No. So, you know, she wouldn't like that at all. No. And there is no place for her in Eagle Fang because she is not cool. Okay, she's so she's not quite badass no. enough to be an Eagle Fang no, no, and no, wear no, the no. T-shirt. No. Even though eagles don't technically have fangs. No, well, who cares about I that? Mean. But, I mean, can you argue with the results? I mean, Miguel is now walking around. He is walking around, yeah. And actually, he's chosen the good side. He's back on Johnny's side again. He's back being good. He's kind of... He's not back with Sam, but I think that looks like it's going well. I mean, it does to me. And I think that's nice of them two to be together because I think they should be together. And he fits in more with the LaRusso family than Robbie did. And I know that was part of the... Like the growth of his character was Robbie getting in, getting like getting in good yeah. with these good people, yeah, um, and that was helping him, and that was turning him around. But and I think Miguel definitely fits better. I I think he does. I and think this you're bodes right. well for the relationship between Johnny and oh, I was going to call him Ralph, <laughs> Johnny and Ralph, right? yeah, Johnny and Daniel, because obviously if Miguel does decide to be with Sam, they've got that little family meet up. And then Miguel's mum will be right, with Johnny. Right. And so they could have this whole big family group and it could all be lovely yeah. and my, my dreams will be coming true. And I always wanted them to team up. And then at the end, they teamed up. They grit, through gritted teeth, they just and decided to, to say, eradicate their one main enemy and come together. I know. And, that, and I didn't realise that that was all I wanted to see of what these three series were building towards <laughs> until that point, right at the end of season three. And I have to say, I don't think that Phil Collins coming in the air, <laughs> I don't think that that Phil Collins drum riff has ever brought me to tears <laughs> in the same way that it did at the climax of season three of Cobra Kai. It was when you just hear it, hear the music and coming in. And they look at each other. And I was like, oh, I know what this is building towards. I know. And they all start walking into the out to the garden. Iconic. Give me and chills. Then, and then Johnny Lawrence comes around the corner. You just hear, and I'm like, I can't believe it. And it was like, yeah, that was great. No, absolutely. There was, I mean, yeah, I really liked all of it. I loved it. Yeah. Like before. There isn't something, but I, I was kind of starting to get a little bit, not fed up, but a bit tense all the time. I was so tense about the kids fighting, like kids constantly having this battle between each other. And that made, like, I don't like watching kids bullying and that type of thing. Like when he broke his arm, oh, it's horrible. And so I wanted that to be over. I didn't like yeah. that. Um, yeah. But I kind of knew that Hawk, the Hawk guy, Hawk was getting to like, kind of starting to come around. And I think you could see in yeah. his face that he was starting to get a little bit like, he was kind of feeling sorry that he was doing this yeah. to his old friend. And he was getting a bit sentimental for their friendship. Because he, he saw bad. what happened to Miguel and how yeah. Miguel came back from it. Yeah, yeah. And was I think that got into his head a bit. Yeah. And he went... Actually, Miguel is my friend and I wouldn't have been friends with him if I didn't think that what he was doing was right. Yeah. So, yeah, so I maybe think there's bad. something there. 
And that, again, that was another really quick thing that happened. Well, like, kind of. His, I don't he, think it was, His though. change of heart You could kind of see it in his eyes, quickly. and it was almost like peer pressure. So he had yeah. been the person that had been bullied for so long. He was desperate to be the person that was the leader, and he was the person that wasn't being bullied. He was the sure. strong person, and then all of a sudden, he got put in that position. Sure. But actually, when it came down to it, and he had to do it to his friends, he realised... This isn't so great, and I don't, I don't actually like this. Yeah. Really, maybe he realised what he was doing. The negative side. Yeah. He starts to see the the consequences of his actions. And you can kind of see it happen over the series, yeah. like his face changes every time. Yeah. So that was good to see his character kind of go through that. Yeah. That's nice. And but it did yeah. happen in a spectacular fashion. It did, yeah. I do did. have to say, it was good at the end. That were, the way it happened. Yeah, the fight was, was really good. good. It was good. Um, um, and then Ali showed up, obviously. Yeah, we've really got to talk about, about the her coming. fate of Johnny that was, Lawrence's That like, so romantic. I loved all life. of it, and I was so excited, and I thought they were going to get together, and it was like, oh, it was like, oh, sentimental, nostalgic yeah. feelings, but then they didn't. But I think it's good that they didn't, because right. she, wrecked, she kind of opened something up in him, and she made him realise that you have to just get over it. The past is in the past. Right. Move on. We're in the past. All of that's in the past. And then that was the turning point yeah. for everything. That was the turning point for him meeting up with Johnny and having that kind of thing at the end where right. they were teaming up. Because right. he's like, well, the past yeah. is in the past now. I'm just going to move on. It's forward. And I think, I don't know if that's going to stop the series being all about Karate Kid now and that type of... That was then. We've yes. done number one. We've done number two. They're leaving all that in the past. This is like a new era and they're starting to do things together their way now. Are you telling me that one of your predictions for season four is that history won't repeat (laughs) itself? Yeah, I think history's going to stop repeating itself now. I think it's done that. Wow. She she closed the door. The key to the franchise at this point. Yeah. Going out the window with Ali. Yeah, she was the the door that that closed that all off, and that was done and dusted. And then you know, even Okinawa has left the past in the past and because the future. Ali is the history that was repeating itself. Yeah, the right? same woman that kept turning. Yeah, the, the woman kind of force all these girls and these women that kept turning up, and sure. she was the catalyst that kicked sure. it all off. So she's gone now. It's gone. And actually, I do have to say that although it was really building towards something with Ali, I think that what Ali came in and did was act as exactly what you said. She was a catalyst for Johnny and Daniel putting the past behind them. So even though it was cool to see Johnny reconnecting with essentially the woman who up until now he has believed to be the one real love that he had. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It is good to see that she kind of came in and brought them together. Yeah. In a way. Yeah, because I think she made them kind of realise that actually what they were doing was just ridiculous. Neither of them right. ended up with this woman, so why are they fighting over her now still? Why is there is why is there this animosity about this one woman who neither of them have seen for ages Mm. she's not going to be part of their lives even now so why bother just get on with it leave that past behind and i think the whole series was about moving on moving forward he he even went to okinawa and yeah found out that now they've got starbucks and they're not living in the past anymore no that's gone he's got to move on and he saw chosen that relationship was wrapped up. That yeah. was done. So all of that was nicely wrapped up as well. Yeah. That's in the past. I think the whole thing was just about stopping looking back, you know? Yeah. Getting no, rid of it. I think you're right. 
I think you're right. Apart from Chris, because he's always doing it. And yeah, exactly. And he's maybe, stuck in the past. He's the fossil. It's and maybe stuff. that is the key to beating John Kreese is not living in the past, but yes, moving forward exactly. into the future. And not thinking about what he did, like not getting caught up in being scared because of what he was and what he did to him. Sure. Just come at it fresh. <laughs> he's just a horrible old man. Don't worry about what he was then. Kick him in the face. Right. <laughs> Which he nearly did at the end of this series. Yeah, but... I liked the end fight, actually, yeah. because I thought, like, I really liked the way they mirrored it with the fight that he was having with his commanding officer. So yes. put him in the pit. And, like, as that fight was happening, this fight in the present was happening. Yeah. And then you could kind of, it was going on and on. And you're like, oh, he's going in. There's a cobra pit. And, like, all of these things were kicking History off. History repeats itself. <laughs> no, and it was just, like, it was just amped up because they was like, slicing it between the back, like, the past and the future. And it was like, yeah. yeah, it was really tense. That was good. Yeah. And then I thought, Daniel LaRusso has to show up because that's that's what's going to happen. Like, that's it, just what's going to happen because everybody knew to. about it. And I think... Yeah. But to round off season three, I, I do think it needs to be said uh, as, a, as a kind of one final thing, even though Daniel definitely doesn't really deserve her, his wife had the best sensibilities and mm. looks of understanding at these points like the the exchange that she has with Ali in the restaurant yeah. in the last episode yeah. oh, is yeah. just fantastic <laughs> it sums up the mentality this of everyone line. else who isn't into karate <laughs> yeah. that is in this it's universe like, oh they're still doing that yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it's like yeah so, is this whole thing from even from the 80s is this all just moot is it stupid no it's still happening are we like are yeah. we but are we stupid for watching it I don't like, know is this stupid? I don't think so <laughs> <laughs> it's just karate why are we so bothered yeah but it's eagle fang karate it's eagle fang it's miyagi do karate what are they gonna call it eagle miyagi fang do miyagi eagle maybe <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it does honorable beg the question. Honourable mention, though. Just one honourable mention to John Kreese's real son in real life. Right. Playing the bully at the beginning. Oh, my which God, Which was yeah. amazing because he really looked like him. Yeah. And then I thought, oh, that's John Kreese in the past, in the 50s, being a big bully and, like, yeah. messing up this girl. And then it doesn't. It's been, like, such a twist and it ends up being the actual, like, busboy. Yeah. Who's John Kreese, who's being beaten up on. Yes. And that, that was really good. That was that really, was really good. good. I actually that was really, really like good. that. Any particular predictions for season four? I think they're going to... They've teamed up, obviously. So it's going to be about them... Um... Moving forward. <laughs> Leaving history in the past. So history can I've repeat said that itself, I but think I've said in the past. Enough. No, um, yeah. <laughs> new history can repeat itself yeah this is where it starts and then later on this will be the history that is repeating itself so the moving forward and the being new i feel we've got really paradoxical the- <laughs> here we've got into some quantum mechanics at this point we've strayed from karate into physics <laughs> Right, so it's going to be them practicing and getting ready for the tournament. There's still going to be rivalry out in school and all that kind of thing. I don't think that's going to stop because why would it? Right. I think Crease is going to bring back one of the guys that said, I owe you one. One of Which, the soldiers. I, I do have to say, I relatively certain is Terry Silver. Okay. 
from Karate Kid Part 3. Well, that's another... Th- oh, no, they were supposed to be leaving all that behind. Hey, look, but this is what I'm saying. History He's the only repeats one leaving itself. in the past. Living History the past. repeats itself for John Kreese. Yeah, that, and that's why but that, he's going to be eradicated. Johnny and Daniel are moving forward he's into go, the future. He's going to be destroyed because he's living in the past. And these people... He is living. Face. He's living in 2021 and these people are living in like 2035. Right. Like he's going to be so far back. <laughs> <laughs> they're just... It's like they're just going to run circles He's so far so in the past he hasn't even repeated itself yet. <laughs> <laughs> he's so historical. He doesn't even know what repeating is. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's retro to him. It's all new. <laughs> Bum crease. <laughs> Had to get one in there, yeah. didn't you? Had to get a bone crease in there. Love it. So, so yeah, that's what I think. I think Robbie's yeah. going to turn really bad. I think that's going to go really but bad. I and I hope think that he's going to get redeemed. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if we're going to see that again. I don't know. I think. I don't know. If I he's think too him and Tori are going to get together. Really? Yeah, unfortunately, because I think she's kind of going to do it on purpose. Like, she's manipulating, and I think she's going to do it to try and get back at Sam. Because Sam's going to still try and be friends with Robbie, because that's the type of person she is. Maybe Robbie will turn her around. I know. Or maybe Robbie will see that she can't be turned around and will be... I think she's going to bring him down more. I think she's going to be a really bad influence. Do you think we're going to get a a very brief cameo return of Aisha, even if it's just for one line, just to say I'm doing fine at my new school? Maybe they'll be able to Zoom call with her. Oh, maybe, maybe. (gasps) Maybe she'll turn up at the championship and she'll be in the audience cheering them on. Oh, that. Do you know what? Even if even if it's just that, even if she doesn't have any lines, but she just just, turns up just to cheer Sam on. Yeah. I would. I would absolutely love that that would be the cherry on top of the icing (laughs) on top of the johnny lawrence daniel larusso cake Hmm, no don't go there that's that's (laughs) that's a whole other line of thought so what rating are you going to give cobra kai season three and what's it going to be out of well, Cobra Kai season three is going to get five because obviously, obviously, um, I mean, history repeating itself with season one and two. That is history it repeating itself. It just can't stop repeating itself. It's just never going to stop. It's never going to stop it's repeating just, itself. It's just so. It's just so good that it repeats. It has to. It has to repeat. It can't stop. What's it going to be out of? It's going to be out of knobs on an arm cast. <laughs> <laughs> It took me a second to realise what you were talking about, but that's absolutely brilliant. He draws brilliant. the penis on his yep. arm cast when he breaks 20, his arm. Yep. And that Chinese guy, oh, five, what an idiot. <laughs> five out of five arm cast knobs. Do you think he might be like really far away related to Chosen, that Asian kid? Oh, in that school? maybe like really distant <laughs> that's what cousin they're find or something. Out. Yeah. Oh, what, how annoying. Anyway, yeah. No, okay, so I think we've rounded that off quite nicely. But there we go. That that has it. It's a little bit of an extended episode, this episode. But considering that we were talking about a film and an entire series of Cobra Kai, I think it's a little bit excusable. Are we going to do this again when season four comes out I'm with part three? That I'm going to be able to do this for the rest of my life. Probably. And watch Cobra Kai forever. I mean, if they do a season five, does that mean we're going to have to watch the Hillary Swank one? No. I, I mean, I really hope not. <laughs> I've kind of watched it. Not that it's... I'm not going to... Not that, that I've got anything against... That is not going to be against, a history that repeats itself. <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, exactly. Not, not that I've got anything that against Hillary Swank. I just... It's, it's, it's not just, her. No, it's just the film. It's not Daniel LaRusso, if, is it? If Ralph Macchio isn't in it... And actually, I think Ralph Macchio as a child in the Karate Kid se- uh, films was a better actor then than he even is as an adult now, which is funny. I know. It's great. He was so good then. Really natural as he a really child. He really is. 
what I thought. And the first movie was really good. And then now it's kind of... Eh. Yeah. But anyway. So we have decided that Karate Kid Part 2 is indeed a classic. And Cobra Kai Season 3 does have history repeating itself with another <laughs> five-star installation of the franchise. But what do you all out there think? Do you disagree that maybe... Karate Kid Part 2 isn't quite the classic that this franchise is cracking it out to be. Do you perhaps think that you've got some differing opinions on Season 3 of Cobra Kai? Why would you? All of our ones are correct. <laughs> are there other classic films that you would like us to take a look at in the future? Either classically good or perhaps classically bad. If you've got any opinions on this or anything else, you can contact us through Twitter. I am at Drew Bridger. At Amber Inch. And you can use the hashtag BTTRpod to let us know that you are talking about us. What else should they do, Amber, if they like this? So you should like and subscribe and review on your podcast service. Plus follow us on Instagram to hear more of our lovely voices and possibly see more of our lovely faces. Indeed, Amber does all of these stuff for our Instagram channel and all of the stuff on there is awesome because it's you that's doing it. Ha. And you are powered by Eagle Fang. I'm the best around. You are the best around, <laughs> absolutely. And if you have enjoyed this podcast, please do feel free to leave us a five-star review as we did for Cobra Kai. If you haven't enjoyed this podcast, then I'm very sorry, but you've done well to stick with us so far. And, you know, maybe the next episode will be better. I don't know. We'll find out. Why are you listening to this part? Exactly. You like <laughs> yeah, listen this part. I don't part. believe you. <laughs> but until our next episode, all that's left to say is, Amber, is there any mercy in Eagle Fang? Um, yeah, a little bit of mercy in Eagle okay, Fang. Okay, a little bit, little yeah. bit of mercy. Yeah. Little bit of mercy and eagle fang. Okay, hit it here first. Little bit of mercy and eagle fang. <laughs> <laughs>